Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with the Eclectic Approach, Modern Rehab Mastery, Edge Health and Tech Solutions, and Edge Mobility System. My co-hosts, Dr. Dana Palmer and Dr. Andrew Rothschild, are doing their thing today. Uh, with me today is Dr. Alex Kerbach, and he's got a story for us. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Hey, Dr. E. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So uh, you can just give a quick intro say, uh, you know, what kind of practice you have, et cetera, how to find you, and then go ahead with your story. Yeah. Uh, so I'm from Seattle, Washington, uh, the where everything got started during this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I recently started my own out-of-network uh, physical therapy practice, uh, offering concierge and telehealth services. So, you know, going to your home or your office, sports complex, um, specializing in active individuals, particularly interested in baseball athletes. Uh, website is in the works, but uh, once it's up and running, it'll be at kerbachphysicaltherapy.com. Uh, Instagram is kerbachphysicaltherapy, and also our Facebook page, kerbachphysicaltherapy. Uh, so stay tuned for more posts there. All right, so what do you have for us today? So I had a very interesting case um, about a year and a half or so maybe uh, with a patient who came in and he was actually a former patient of mine and I saw him pop on my schedule uh, for a new condition and first got my interest peaked when all of a sudden he canceled at least one or two of his evals and one of the cancellation notes was uh, he had to go to the ER and so and I'm like whoa What's, what's going on there? I hope he's all right. Um, and turns out it was, uh, he had taken two trips to the ER in the last month because of neck pain, um, kind of upper neck, like right below the head, C1. Um, and so he was coming to me for that. And 
pretty quickly I got the idea that this was not something musculoskeletal. Pretty quick. And for and so with him, like it was, you know, no range of motion. You know, I got a new definition of tone, like just one side of his left side of his neck, you know, that those muscles were just locked in on fire. Other side, you know, normal. Um, and you know, things, you know, pain medication, ice weren't helping. And so I was really had definitely had some big concerns because what I had gathered, he had not had any imaging done of his neck in two ER visits. They had imaged a ton of his brain stuff. So they had ruled out brain tumors like great, but they wouldn't image his neck. And so that's kind of why he was coming to see me is his insurance company wouldn't authorize a imaging any imaging of his neck until he had been to a physical therapist. Um, and so that's what he was kind of coming to me for. Um, and so my biggest concerns for him were kind of some of the, the red flag items, you know, and, uh, and so when I told him like, Hey, you know, I don't think this is something that we can help you with. You know, I think it might be something else. You know, he asked me, he's like, Oh, well, what do you think? And, you know, especially cause he was a former patient. We had already had established that trust. I had, I was pretty honest with him and it was like, well, I think you need to, you know, your doctor who sent you over, like, I think you need to ask them and have them tell you in no uncertain terms why this wouldn't be cancer. And that was my biggest concern for him. Um, and I told him I would see him one other time, one more time before his imaging, uh, just to see if we could find something to manage his pain. Because I couldn't even get him on the table on the eval. It got me like super flustered, actually, to be honest. And so I told him, I'll see you one more time and uh, just to see if we can help you manage your pain until you can get that imaging done. He's like, okay, I, that sounds fine. Uh, called his doc uh, to report my findings, concerns. Um, saw him that second visit and we actually found a way to get him onto the table, which was to bring the bed up to him, right? Rather than him down to the, to the table, bring the table to him, bring the table down. Uh, and that was light and day. It was really interesting to see how much that changed his pain. All of a sudden, you know, take off the weight, his pain dropped 80% probably. Um, and so he's the, the only person I make sure tell like, I've never told anybody this ever, but I want you to lie in bed until you get your imaging done. Like be on bed rest. Don't get up as much as possible. Um, and so, and he did, and he was actually he contacted me later how thankful he was for that, actually, because uh, he went and got those images done, and it turned out he had a tumor that had fractured his C1 vertebrae. That's uh, I, I remember you telling a story online, and I was thinking, I don't remember how he fractured his C1. You know, I don't remember there being a trauma, but yeah, that's um, it certainly sounds like instability. That's like the classic signs of instability with the extreme hypomobility and weight bearing and then more mobility and non-weight bearing, right? Even though it doesn't always present like that, anytime I've seen instability, they that tone is the only thing that's basically keeping their head on their neck. Yeah, yeah, really. And you know, I think I got so flustered during that that eval because like trying to get them on the table was like a no-go. Um, and I'd never and I'm a relatively new therapist. I graduated in 2015, so I'd never seen a case like this before. Uh, definitely got me flustered. So I didn't do any of like the, the upper ligament stability testing really. Um, you know, probably should have looking back on it. Um, but it was just, it was very interesting. And it even made 
the rounds kind of within the medical community a little bit here. Uh, the job I was at was um, my director was telling me actually uh, the the person above him within the the company is a retired cardiac doctor, I believe, or something like that. And how he heard about the story of uh, how I had you know recognized this as cancer, and his doctors were like how did your physical therapist like call cancer? Like he had no red flags in terms of like no weight loss, you know, no other, you know, risk factors, no, no personal history of cancer. None of that. It was just his clinical presentation that I went off of really. Um, And they were all like shocked. They're like, they couldn't understand how the, his physical therapist had recognized this. Um, And to me, it seemed pretty easy. I don't know. Right. Well, that's because they are not, they don't I mean, I think an ortho probably would have figured that out. I think the person who had referred him was a physiatrist. So yeah, yeah. physical medicine. Right. Well, we all see the forest for the trees, right? But we yeah. mm-hmm. we don't um if you're not looking for it, you're not gonna find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we definitely know when we can't treat someone, whether it's cancer or something mm-hmm. like instability for no other reason. And yeah, great job with that. Um yeah. what did you end up t- having done? Uh, so that was also kind of interesting to get a little peek into the, you know, process of like a cancer diagnosis because, you know, they found this tumor, right. But they can't say it's cancer yet until they investigate. It's just a a tumor. Um, but they did a full body scan and found tumors like all over. It was in the lymph nodes in his neck. Uh, like I think it was in his bladder or something like that. Also lumbar spine and left pelvis. Um, so it was all over. And so it was interesting how long it took him to actually go from diagnosis of tumor to, to cancer. It took over a month to really get that diagnosis. Um, and so, and they wouldn't do things like any surgery or anything until they had his diagnosis. Um, and so it really delayed his, his treatment options and things like that until he got his diagnosis. Um, and, it turned out to be a, a, a form of lung cancer. Um, and what he ended up having was like, I think it was a wire mesh put in kind of that upper cervical and then they fused the occiput down to C4. Wow. Yep. And then, uh, and then he followed up in a couple months later, uh, he followed up with me afterwards for some, you know, uh, post-op recovery. And it was interesting to see just how weak he had gotten from the, you know, he couldn't do much physically, uh, especially for that month or whatever he was waiting for the surgery. And so he got very deconditioned, very weak. Oh, because he was just in bed rest. My guess is, yeah, it's probably probably bed rest, you know, with that level of instability. Right. Dr. Kerbach, saving lives in uh, (laughs) the Washington area. Good job with that. Thanks. All right. So just remind people again where they can find you and maybe who did your website. Yeah. So uh, website is still in progress of being built thanks to Dr. E and, and Dana Palmer. Uh, but when it's up and running, it will be at kerboxphysicaltherapy.com. Uh, currently on Instagram at Kerbox Physical Therapy uh, and on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook page at Kerbox Physical Therapy as well. Awesome. And uh, Dr. Dana is a nice uh Web solutions are at Edge Health and Tech Solutions. So that's edgehealthandtech.com. We make your website work for you. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Alex. Great story. Uh, good diag- good differential diagnosis. 
and uh, all around amazing job. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR Certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy. Um, in U.S., Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.